Welcome to Health Currents Radio. I'm Ellen Goldsmith, your host. This show is all about transforming your life through your health. We're going to meet people who've done that, give you the resources to work on it, and share information that inspires and motivates you to make positive changes in your life. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. If you've ever been in a hospital, either as a patient, as a visiting family member, or if you work in a hospital and you've wondered why the food has not exactly been vibrant or seems nourishing, you're not alone. There is a concerted effort to change, improve food service in hospitals. And to find out more, we'll be speaking with Emma Sirwa and Nicole Copen. Emma Sirwa is the program director for the Healthy Food Program as part of Oregon's Physicians for Social Responsibility. The Oregon Physicians for Social Responsibility partners with Healthcare Without Harm on the Healthy Food in Healthcare Program. Emma is currently working with Oregon hospitals on efforts to improve the ecological sustainability of their operations with a particular focus on sustainable food service operations. Emma has worked with Oregon hospitals for the last six years and holds a master's degree in urban and environmental planning from Arizona State University. Ecole Copen is a registered dietitian receiving her degree from the Oregon's Health Sciences University here in Portland, Oregon, and is the Sustainable Food Programs Coordinator at Oregon Health Sciences University, where she runs the farmer's market, as well as sustainable food programs in dining services. Emma and Nicole, welcome to Health Currents Radio. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you here because to me as a healthcare provider, it's so exciting to think about healthy food getting into hospitals to help patient heal, you know, food as medicine. So I wondered if we could just start by telling our listeners from each of your point of view, what, what's the work being done with hospitals in Oregon to, to improve the quality and health of food service, both for the, the, the patients and the community in the hospital, those are people, the physicians and all the people who work in hospitals? Well, I think first it's important to recognize sort of why why hospitals, what role do they have to play. Um, hospitals are huge purchasers of food. Um, nationally, they spend um, upwards of $5 billion annually on food, and they serve, we think of hospitals as serving patients, but primarily they're serving their employees, which, um, and so a majority of the food they're producing is actually um, going into the mouths of their employees through their dining services, through their cafeterias and their kiosks. Um, so that they have the they have the real opportunity to influence the way in which our food is produced and distributed, um, who who those producers are and how they're producing that food and what kind of methods they're using, um, as well as they have an opportunity to really educate their eaters, um, and and these are eaters that are not just eating you know for one week they're there long term these are employees um, and there's a real ripple effect um, that that is seen by you know their providing of healthy um, nutritious sustainably produced food and the messaging that goes along with that so really it's through the purchasing power so the power of the pocket as we've seen mm -hmm. influence the, the whole change in the food industry in this country both 
progressively better and progressively worse, mm -hmm. but also just like that ripple effect. If you're eating healthier food in hospitals, then maybe that's going back out into your life, back home to your family, back into the community, and back into what you're actually purchasing for yourself for individually. Yourself and for your homes, exactly. That's great. Thank you, Emma. And how about from your perspective, Nicole? I would say on the, the local level, um, starting at one hospital, one example that we've um, used to help create this more sustainable system is literally having a farmer's market on the hospital campus so that we've created a gathering place for all the employees, all the healthcare practitioners to come and to eat and to see what food looks like just after it's been picked and to develop, develop relationships with farmers. And so to really get a much more hands-on sense of what really healthy, local, fresh food looks like. And is that healthy, is that food from the farmers, is that getting into the hospital? Well, actually, we recently, um, after many years, we just started what I'm calling the wholesale buyout program. So at the end of the day, we are working with the farmers at the market to buy out what they have left at mm -hmm. a wholesale discount price. And we prep it and we put it into the meals on Thursdays and Fridays in the cafeteria. And that actually just started. So it's pretty exciting and it's um, a work in progress. <laughs> and are, are people aware that Thursday and Friday is, you know, fresh food day kind of in the cafeteria or? Well, you hit on a really important and one of our most um, biggest, one of our biggest challenges is marketing. Mm. So we are doing, I, it's, and, and that's part of my job. We are doing as good of a job as we can right now to market. It's, it takes getting everybody on board, including the head chef to the all the people in the middle who are cooking it and pulling the food out of the refrigerator and remembering, oh, right, this is from the farmer's market and labeling it. And then the people who actually make the signs. So it takes everybody in the kitchen to be a part of the process to actually get the word out. Mm. It's not just one person who can handle that because we have to track the food. And so that's been our biggest challenge for marketing, but we are marketing. We are putting that out there. We have little magnets that say sustainably raised produce is in this meal, and we're trying to get the word out. So hopefully people are starting to recognize that there's some farmer's market food out there. Are you getting any response from the um, the physicians who are working at the hospital? They don't really have time to get out there, or the medical students? or I can say that over the course of the seven years that the farmer's market has been um, in existence, I know that, for example, I've heard some medical students come to the campus. They start OHSU because they're excited about the fact that OHSU promotes things like a farmer's market. So I think that, and this is a total generalization, but I do think that the younger generations are starting to get more hip to the idea that food is actually medicine and this is a really important part of our health and we really want to walk our talk and OHSU is doing that. So it's really exciting. And I have heard that people get really excited and they know about the farmer's market ahead of time. Yeah. And, go, and talking to that point as food as medicine, you know, I was reading in a, a 2010 article in the American Academy of Family Physicians on their website that medical students, conventional medical students, that, that is, receive an average of 22.3 hours of nutrition education. And this seems to me absurd in a time where the health crisis of the epidemic of obesity, diabetes, heart disease is really, we're living in the middle of it. 
uh, it doesn't really seem to be adequate. Emma, I wonder what you could talk about the impact of the programs that you're working on and developing has on physicians to this end. I mean, yeah, in addition to working with hospitals on their purchasing, we also work and we have developed a program that specifically targets health professionals. Um, and this program is called Food Matters. And um, it, we rolled out a series of trainings in 2011 across the country um, through our partnership with Healthcare Without Harm at the national level. And we did a training here in Portland where we gathered um, over 100 um, clinicians from the Portland area. And I would say that in addition to a lack of nutrition education, there's a lack of food system education. So um, our goal with this program is to really educate health providers on the whole system of issues that come to bear um, in creating these diet-related diseases, and then to help them understand how they can bring their voice to the table, and they can advocate for healthier food systems in their workplace. So at their hospitals, how can they support the hospital's um, food service and the, the things they're trying to do there? But also, how can they bring that messaging through to their patients in their practice? Um, and then finally, how they can bring that very influential voice to the policy arena. So many of these issues that we face with our food system are really upstream issues. Um, you can't um, make healthy food choices if that structure in, is not there to provide that opportunity. Uh, and so policy and regulation are really important in, in creating a healthier food system. And we believe that health professional voices can be critically important in that discussion. Well, so. on the policy level, what, what are the, those most important things that you you feel like if we could just address this first, mm -hmm. that would be a crack in the door. I mean, there's a lot to address, I know, you know, simultaneously, but if you could get that one, you know, opening in the wall, what would that be, or one or two openings? One of the big issues we actually try to bring the healthcare voice in particular to is the issue of overuse of antibiotics in animal food production. Um, and that this issue is. Um, we estimate that uh, about 80% of the antibiotics used in this country are used um, not for treating sick animals, but used to um, counteract the very intense confined animal feedlot type situations that are, um, are leading to disease. And so they're used prophylactically. Um, and there is direct, there's very solid evidence and agreement at this point that this is contributing to antibiotic resistance in humans. And, um, and Healthcare has a lot to say about that. Um, our healthcare system bears the cost of those very difficult to treat diseases. So um, that is a regulatory issue. That is regulation. That is policy. There are bills that have been proposed each year in in the federal legislative circuit that would address this, and we've just not gotten enough momentum to get them passed. And so that's that's an example of a of a policy issue where the health professional voice can really be a a, a strong Absolutely, health. because you've got a science-based, mm -hmm. you know, you've got evidence that there, you know, is a rise in antibiotic resistance. They see it on the problem side. Yeah, Nicole. And so, as one of the solutions, as a, an example of something that a healthcare institution can do as part of to remedy some of this problem, is help support the infrastructure that creates the sustainable system. So, for instance, OHSU found Carmen Ranch which is a, a Oregon out, um, sorry, a farm out in Eastern Oregon. And <clears throat> they raise cattle without antibiotics on grass and um, without added hormones. And so we decided to work and create a relationship with these two sisters that run this ranch. And because of that 
commitment that we made to them, they were able to then work with a distributor um, who was willing to take them on and take on basically store ha- storing a bunch of their their cattle um, throughout the season after it's been butchered, and so then they redistribute. And so they were able to find a method to get into the institutional purchasing world, whereas before we committed to them, they weren't able to do that because no distributor was willing to really take them on. And now, as a result, their farm has grown tremendously, and we serve approximately half of our beef in the hospital is from Carmen Ranch. Oh, that's fantastic. So again, we go back to what you said in the beginning, Emma, that you know the purchasing power of a large institution can have a big impact on a local level. Absolutely. Yeah. And that then that goes back into the institution and creates, you know, improves the economy, so to speak, exactly. improves the food, uh, you know, accessibility to good quality animal food for, for people. Mm-hmm. So what other partnerships are you working with, with farmers? And I, I have a feeling this is going on in different places around the country, correct? Mm-hmm. It's it not is, just yeah. OH, uh, Oregon Health Sciences University. No, it's been, it's been a nationwide initiative that Healthcare Without Harm and and all the various um, partnerships associated have really promoted and supported over the last seven years. It's been really exciting. So I we were work, we are working with a number of farmers to do some farm direct purchasing. Um, what does that mean for our listeners so, who may not know sure. what that is? So like for instance, we work with um, we are working with a, a local Sudan lamb uh, is a local lamb grower here mm-hmm. in Canby, Oregon, and we work with. Raven Hill Farm and Greenville Farms and Thompson Farms, and we purchase directly um, from their farm wholesale into the cafeteria or into the food services, and then we, you know, portion out wherever it is it's going to go. So we are working on direct relationships um, over the course of the years. We've been building these relationships, which means that you're you, there's an increased demand from these farms mm-hmm. because of the farmers market and going into the food service. Mm-hmm. Are you getting any input from physicians at all on on you know requests for food, or any or is it mostly you're, well you're a dietitian so mm-hmm. you you would have that impact as well. Are you doing any collaborative work with? It would be great to do some follow up surveys. It's been a few years since we've done surveys. Mm-hmm. Initially, we did some surveys to ask, are you interested in this? What are your priorities? And what we found were um, some of the priorities were looking at food and making sure they didn't have well, first cost mm-hmm. as a priority. Sure. And then after that was the way the animals were raised, raised without antibiotics. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I believe, was pesticides and herbicides. So people are concerned about the antibiotics. They're concerned about the chemicals in their food. Right. And that was some justification for us to even really get the farmer's market started and pull in some of the more local and um, more organically grown, right. I won't say certified organic, but at least organic methods um, into the hospital. From there, we, we knew it was a priority, but then as a follow-up, we still need to do some surveys. That's definitely one of the areas where... You know, I go back to just being a healthcare practitioner myself. You know, I'm, I'm constantly aware that I have to be healthier than my patients because if I want to improve people's health, I need to be strong, I need to be healthy. So I have to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And we know that physicians, you know, conventional physicians, uh, surgeons undergo tremendous amount of stress. And so on the level of physician heal thyself, um, is there any kind of input or happening, you know, like a cooking retreat or healing retreat for the physicians to become more uh, connected to to food and and sustainability and just what you're you're talking about? Well, I think... um, 
going back to the Food Matters program, um, the you know there have been over 500 um, clinicians nationwide that have kind of come through this first round of the program. And, um, and we're in the process of developing sort of an inner circle of that group mm. so that they can um, become mentors to others, they can become the trainers, and so we'll see what grows from that. Um, you know, this very often, the, like I said, the staff of the hospital can make or break the, the you know, success of these programs. Um, and, you know, there's a lot that goes into the logistics of changing menus and changing your purchasing. Absolutely. Um, and they, the dining services need support of their communities to do it. So um, having you know clinicians and others that work in the hospital support these practices by purchasing, going in. If you, if you find a meal that you really love that's produced with sustainable ingredients, let them know that you are, you mm-hmm. know, let that dining service professional know that y- you see the change that they're making, you support it. Um, if they need someone to go talk to administration to get you know, support for further changes or new programs, CSAs on campuses or farmers markets or farm stands, they often, um, the food service can often really benefit from having clinicians and others in the in the hospital help them. I can attest to how important it is for the food nutrition department to receive feedback <laughs> on the efforts because, you know, it, it is more, it can be more expensive yes. to buy in the cafeterias and that comes out of the pocket of the customers. Right. And if it's, if they think it's worth it, then we need that feedback right. so that we can continue doing it. Otherwise, if sales fall off and we don't think it's worth it, then we won't do it and we won't well, support it's, it. Well, it's hard to fight that uh, prevalent taste bud thing in, mm-hmm. in American culture for salt, sugar, and fat. Mm-hmm. So it, it does take a, probably a bit of education and you know invitation to try these foods and, and get people involved with them. Have you noticed any change in, in morale of uh, you know people around the farmer's market and all of this? Absolutely. Tell I me. would say, well, back when we when I first started the market, I wrote a grant, and one of the main premises of the grant was to create a gathering space for Western practitioners to come together and talk and hang out and and collaborate with each other. And I think what's happened over time, in all honesty, is people do make appointments for lunch to come out and sit on the grass together or sit at the table together. And it brings people together. You know, in, in the Western paradigm, it's very separate. All the all the modalities are, say, you know, the, we've got the, the orthopedic surgeons and then we've got, you know, the radiologists. And they don't necessarily all, I mean, they work together, but they're isolated. They have their silos. And so to come together on the grass of the farmer's market, it's this beautiful location, I think it really has boosted morale. I really think that people look forward to Tuesdays, to getting outside and to breathing fresh air and to laughing and seeing the flowers and listening to the music and seeing all the fresh produce. I mean, I think it really does boost morale. I think it's an, a really fun place to come. Oh, that sounds great. So the, actually the radiologists are now talking to the orthopedic surgeons. <laughs> and I can't say they weren't before, but you know, I imagine that more of that is going on. I see over time it's increased. I mean, it used to be just a thousand people. Now there are about 2,500 people that come out to the market each week. And on a really nice day, the, the, the lawn is packed. Oh, that's great. How many yeah. months per year is it happening? About it. Well, it runs from June through October. June through October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's every Tuesday from eleven to three. And where is it located? Oregon Health Sciences University. It's up in front of Mackenzie Hall, around a beautiful fountain, the mm-hmm. old medical school fountain, in okay. front of the auditorium. So mm-hmm. it's accessible to medical students as well as people from the hospital. It is open to the public. Anybody can come. Oh, Parking that's is great. an issue, so I recommend the bus or the tram. Oh, the but tram. yeah, anybody is welcome to come. And I want to also put a plug in for the fact that. Um, 
physicians can recommend to their low-income clients that they come, if they have someone who's on food stamps, or it's now called the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, a lot of the farmer's markets around Oregon match dollar for dollar, up to 5 or $10, depending on the farmer's market. And so people can really extend their dollars at the farmer's markets by just showing up with their card, swiping their Oregon Trail card, and then we'll give them an extra $5 to go shopping. That's fantastic. It's really exciting. I just wondered, as we wrap up, our time together, if if each of you could kind of fill our listeners in on what they could do to support getting healthier food into hospitals or what they could do in their communities, et cetera, anything. Well, I think one of the things that we talked about already is just supporting the, what's going on at at the hospitals in your community, especially if you're employees at that hospital. Um, but beyond that, I mean, thinking about um, how you can direct your own purchasing for your household um, towards locally produced and sustainably produced foods, there are a lot of resources in this community, maybe more than other communities, um, with our farmers markets programs, um, Eco Trust, which is a nonprofit here in Portland has um, a project called the Food Hub, and it's a program that connects buyers and producers. And so if you're interested in buying in a little bit larger volume for, you know, a community group or for preserving a storage, then that's a great resource to go to. Um, I would also encourage listeners to just um, find out more about labels. Um, So sustainability labels, understand what organic means, understand what animal welfare approved means. Um, And and there are a lot of resources if you just look for eco labels on the web. And I think that it's important for all of us to just be thinking about where our food comes from, how it's produced um, before it comes into our home and onto our plate, because all of us have purchasing power. Um, You know, the power we're trying to kind of bring together for the hospitals is substantial, but household purchasing power is tremendous as well. So um, another thing that I I think is great is all of the organizations that are supporting local growers um, and policy issues. And there's a group called um, Friends of Family Farmers. And if you're here in the Portland area, they have um, monthly, they have a meeting called Information, and it's the second Tuesday of the month um, at a brewery here in Portland. And that's a great place to go if you're just wondering what's going on in the farm community and how you can get involved. Great. How about for you, Ecole? Any call to action or resources you would want to share with our listeners? Mm-hmm. I would say the first thing that comes to mind is really thinking about how we spend our money. I recognize that sometimes sustainable food can be a little bit more expensive, and the price that you're paying for not buying sustainable food ultimately can lead to way more healthcare costs. And so thinking about our dollars and and really um, supporting local wherever you can, going to a farmer's market, joining a CSA, a community-supported agriculture program in your area. Um, OregonFarmersMarkets.org is a great website for looking at where in your in Oregon you can find a farmer's market. And PACSAC.org is a great Portland area community-supported agriculture um, website for finding a CSA in your area. If you have, if you do see, like Emma was saying, any sustainably grown foods on a menu at your hospital or any institution, support that you know, tell the tell the department if you if you indeed do like the food. Tell them that you're enjoying the food. Um, you know, being vocal about your, your your demands because really, so much of what drives institutional cafeteria menus is the demand, 
not, you know, the patient service is a different story. But on in the cafe side, it's really all about the demand and what the customer wants. So I would say be vocal and be supportive as, as much as you can. That's right. So stand up and ask for good, good food. And, and you know, may food really be thy medicine. And may it be especially the medicine for people who are in hospitals healing from, you know, from illness or surgeries, et cetera, because it is powerful. And thank you so much for the work that you're doing out there. I wish you the best thank of you. luck. And uh, please uh, let us know how people can contact you if they want to find out more about the programs that you're doing or how to become more involved. Well, we have two websites. Um, our reg- so for Oregon, the OregonPSR.org website will tell you more about the healthy food program here in Oregon. And nationally, if you want to see sort of a national perspective on this healthy food and healthcare work, healthyfoodinhealthcare.org um, is our national website. And, and there you'll see a complete list of hospitals that have signed the Healthy Food and Healthcare Pledge. We have only over 450 hospitals nationwide that have signed a pledge to really commit to doing this in a more healthy and sustainable way. Um, here in Oregon, we have 21 hospitals that have signed the, the pledge, including OHSU. So a plug for that and um, lots of resources. And we're welcome to answer your questions and please get in touch with us if you're interested in the Food Matters program. We do have a training for clinicians coming up on December 13th and we would love to add you to our invite list. And if anybody would like to get in touch with me, I'm available at ohsu.edu forward slash farmers market and you can find all sorts of information about the Oregon Health, uh, the Oregon Health Science University farmers market there and contact me from there. Again, thank you so much for being with us and doing and all the great work that you're doing. You're welcome. Good, fresh, whole, and healthy food is coming to a hospital near you. That's what we just heard in our conversation with Emma Sirwa and Ecole Copen. You know, it's moving like a strong, gentle wind through the country. NPR did a story over a year ago on Fouquier Hospital in Warrington, Virginia, where even the healthy go to eat at the bistro on the hill at the hospital where they say that over 60% of the clientele on the weekends come from local residents. Now, that is unique. And there are more stories like these that are happening all around the country. The Natural Gourmet Culinary Institute in New York City, which trains people in the art of natural whole foods cuisine, has partnered with doctors from Lenox Hill Hospital in New York City to promote wellness through cooking, offering a series where internists, each committed to promoting the role food choices make in our health, will learn basic vegetarian cooking techniques they can share with their patients. And then each year, there's an annual retreat in California called Healthy Kitchens, Healthy Lives, Caring for Our Patients and Ourselves, which is a leadership conference bridging nutrition science, Healthcare and the Culinary Arts that happens at the Culinary Institute of America at Greystone, Napa Valley in California. And this is an annual gathering of physicians, registered dietitians, nurses, and other healthcare professionals, hospital insurance and healthcare executives, and healthcare food service directors and executive chefs. This is when participants have the opportunity to learn about taste and prepare foods in their testing kitchen under the direction of professional chef educators. Now, isn't this wonderful? This was started by Dr. David Eisenberg. Many of you will remember Dr. David Eisenberg. He was on Healing in the Mind with Bill Moyers and also uh, co-authored an article which stated that 
there was over $6 billion a year spent out of pocket by people in natural medicine, alternative medicine, complementary medicine services. So he now is seeing the, the importance the role of food has for patients, but also for physicians. It's that it goes back again to that adage, physician, heal thyself. So this is happening, and I find this tremendously exciting and inspiring. There are some resources out there, again, that Emma mentioned, which is Healthy Food and Healthcare. And they have an organization that you can look at, www.healthyfoodandhealthcare.org. And there are fact sheets they have on food and food purchasing, healthy food and healthcare, antibiotic resistance and the agricultural overuse of antibiotics, farmers markets that are happening on hospital grounds. Increasingly, as we heard, hospitals are demonstrating leadership in health promotion by hosting farmers markets and farm stands on site as a way to make farm fresh, locally grown produce and other foods more readily available. And this is a wonderful way for hospitals to help realize a number of health goals related to patients, staff, and their community. If the hospital becomes a center of healing and a center where people can actually go to restore themselves, just as they do at the Bistro on the Hill in Warrington, Virginia, this would really have a tremendous impact on the health and morale of people in this country. So I encourage you to, if you again, are a patient, visit, are at a hospital, ask for good food, support your local farmer's markets at the hospital. If you're a worker there, ask if you can be part of a a CSA program, community-supported agriculture program. And you can really build the life that you want and build the kind of life that you want to see cultivated in a hospital to support people's health and well-being. Thank you so much again for joining us on Health Currents Radio. We'll see you next week. That's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ellen Goldsmith. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you again to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. You can listen to Health Currents Radio and connect with us on communityradio.fm slash healthcurrentsradio. Find us on iTunes, download us on the mobile app Stitcher, or join in the conversation at facebook.com slash healthcurrentsradio. We want to know how you are transforming your life through your health. Special thanks to our fantastic audio engineer and producer, Jonah Gile Neufeld. <laughs>